Hello, I'm John Forrester. Jade Mellon. And this is Out of Character. Today we are going to be discussing something we covered in an episode a little while ago, but it's getting kind of a second follow-up. Miniatures, specifically for those minis that are used for like tabletop games like Dungeons and Dragons and other games like that. Um, today we carried out a threat we made the last time we did a, a podcast about minis, which was to paint some minis. We went over to Little House Big Art, which is a really cool place where you can do arts and crafts projects, and we painted minis. Apparently, we're the only people that that have ever done that, or that, that's what I that was the impression I got was that. Yeah, we were the first people that ever did minis at Little House Big Art. They were really excited about that, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. The the girl who was covering the desk that day, uh, Lindsay, who actually sat and painted minis with us for the majority of the time that we were there was taking pictures, and apparently the, the person who runs Little House Big Art was really excited about it. So it's a really cool place. If you're in the Pittsburgh area and you're looking for kind of, if you don't want to paint your minis in your house, or you just want to get out and maybe kind of have a communal experience, I really recommend going to Little House Big Art. I love Little House Big Art because you can make as big of a mess as you want. You can spill paint on the table. Um, you know, if whatever you need to do. That like It's, just, it's an art studio. So you're not kind of stuck with the idea of, oh, God, I can't get paint on my carpet, you know, yeah. or whatever it is. Moving on. We went out on Saturday. This was a two-day, uh, a two-part excursion, because Saturday we went out and we bought all the stuff we would need to actually paint these minis, because we decided we're going to do this this weekend. This is going to be what we do for our anniversary. This is going to be a thing. We bought, um, they had a whole, uh, a Phantom in the Attic. Got a got boxes and boxes and boxes of minis from Reaper, all these nice individual unpainted plastic min- miniatures, and we were digging through all the boxes, finding stuff, and we I think we ended up finding like ten minis, something like that, like like five apiece, uh, and we got some really cool stuff. I, I wish I, I I haven't taken a picture of all of the unpainted minis, but um we and we got some uh, we got paints and paintbrushes, uh, primer. And, you know, just all, all the all the kind of, like, the starter stuff you need. So we got all that stuff. And pe- the people at Phantom were extraordinarily helpful, as always. So if you're if you're looking to get into painting miniatures and you need someone to kind of, like, point you in the right direction and suggest things, go to Phantom. Phantom in the Attic in Oakland. It's very... They're very nice there. They're very positive experience every time I go there. Then we went unpainted. And you chose to pursue harder stuff than I did. I guess that you could say that. I, I don't know that I felt like mine was all that harder than what you did, but maybe. Well, yeah, I mean, you bought you bought different minis than I did. I did. Most of my minis are like, I have like a, a dwarf dude who looks kind of like a pirate. I have a little halfling guy. He, I think he's supposed to be like a Pathfinder mini. I've seen him posted in a couple of places. Uh, I have the Mimic. You can see the, the stuff we painted today. Uh, there are pictures on the blog, by the way. Um, I've got a, a hoopty female giant. I don't remember what the other one I got is. Oh, I've got that Warforged. I've got a Warforged dude, but he doesn't stand up, so I have to like fix his base. Yeah. What'd you end? And you got a ton of stuff. Yeah, I th- um I think I ended up actually getting about six. Um, I got the barmaid, which is what I did today. Mm-hmm. Um, I got this sort of big uh demon statue uh one, and that was metal. Yeah, you get some metal ones. Yeah, I also got a, a scribe, mm-hmm. which I'm really excited about, but I'm really terrified about it too. Because of everything I bought, that one has the most small details, so she's really intimidating. And now you want to play a scribe character. I do, I do. Like, she was so cool looking that now I really want to make a scribe character. And I found some stuff on the internet from, like, 
many editions ago that was about how to make a scribe character, so I'm very excited about that. And rather than just playing a bard and saying you're a scribe, you're going to make me sit there and convert the scribe rules and come up with powers for 4th edition, aren't you? Yeah, probably. Yeah. And probably. we're going to have to play 4th edition D&D with a scribe. So that'll probably yeah. be a podcast pretty soon. I think so. Um, let's see. Oh, I got a pirate. And I got a witch. And, oh, and I got another one that I'm actually going to adapt into my character, Valera Kendar. Um, because I never had a mini that represented her very well. So she is my draw invoker, as you may remember. So I'm going to paint her up to look like Valera. So I have a mini to represent Valera when I play Valera. Though apparently now I'm supposed to be playing a scribe because, you know, I got Yeah, but that scribe's going to take you a long time to paint. It's true, yes. And she's going to be the absolute last one I do because she is the hardest and she is the most detailed and she is really intimidating. Well, I, I and you got your barmaid. And I was really pleased that you start with the barmaid. Yeah, like the barmaid, yeah, the barmaid was the way to go for a lot of different reasons. So, uh, last night after we got home, while you were on the phone, I broke out the primer we bought. We, we prim- I primed all of our minis last night because I kind of thought it was more of an assembly line thing and I didn't want you to get bogged down in having to deal with that. Mm-hmm. I wanted you to kind of just be able to start doing all the fun stuff or like the more fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I got to take a, a can of spray paint. If no one's ever primed a mini before, it's actually kind of fun. I kind of enjoyed it. I used white primer, and basically it's like a can of spray paint. You know, you shake it up, and I, you spray all the minis, and um, it kind of gives them a nice white. It really makes like it makes the details really pop out on the on the figures, and it gives them a nice coat to like cover stuff in. Because I know if you paint, and you know, I cleaned them up before I, I did the primer. I washed them all just to make sure there weren't any like residue or dust or anything on them. And then we set out today with all our paints. So, what what was your experience? I mean, did you you seem to enjoy doing this? I did, and it was funny because I was not convinced that I was going to like it. Mm-hmm. I worked really tiny in other sort of artistic media before. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done needlepoint. I worked really small, and I was not a big fan of the work in small in the fabric art. Like it kind of drives me nuts in the needlepoint to work so small. Like when I'm working with fabric art. Um, I work, I do weaving, and that's the biggest possible thing that you can do and still be working with, you know, yarn or string or anything like that. Right. So, yeah, usually when I'm doing an artistic piece, I want to work big. So I was thinking, oh, you know, I really hope I don't hate this because we just spent all this money on it. By all this money, it was about, like, a bit over $100. Yeah. Like, about 130 dollars yeah, $140. And, like, we didn't buy, all we bought was minis, paint... The primer, the brushes, uh, and a couple of little, like, we bought a, a sculpt, uh, an X-Acto knife. Yeah. Um, we didn't buy, like, any of the magnifying lights or any of that stuff. We yeah, we didn't even basic. buy, yeah, we didn't even buy a carrying case. I wanted that carrying case. I want one of those really nice carrying cases with the styrofoam inside that you cut this stuff to shape. Yep. And, like, you know, they're, like, $57. Yeah. Which, to me, is just, like, I guess you need one, and they are nice, that's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. For some foam and some plastic. That would have been a lot, a big percentage of our budget. That would have been, been able to get as much stuff. That would have been a third of the budget. Yeah. I don't think we could have done what we did today. I think we would have. Yeah. Basically, if we bought one of those things, it'd be like, well, you can go paint your stuff now. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I did. And so I was, um, I was really pleasantly surprised because despite the fact that I was working really tiny again, 
um, this time with paint, I didn't have a lot of the frustration of I'm working really tiny and I hate it. You know, um, I, I just didn't feel that way at all. I felt like, you know, I'm working really tiny and that's okay and I've got a tiny paintbrush and I've got little tiny paint and everything is okay. So why did you make the color choices you made? Like, did you have a plan when you started painting that miniature? Like, you sat down and you had your little barmaid mini where you kind of have a clear image of how you're going to color that with because we picked our colors kind of to fit the miniatures that we had. Did you have a, a, a sketch of that character in your head, but did you have an idea of what you wanted to color it as? Yeah, I did. Um, when I picked out my paint, I deliberately brought my minis over right next to the paint. I was kind of holding the paint up next to them, being like, hmm, you know, trying to figure out, like, does this paint go with, you know, more than one of these minis? Yeah. And so, by the time I got my barmaid out and was opening up the paint, I knew that the dress was going to be blue. I wasn't mm -hmm. sure exactly what shade of blue, but I knew it was going to be blue, and I knew her hair was going to be brown. And, you know, and it just kind of went from there. The apron. She wears an apron. Oh, and I knew the cups were made of wood, which I thought was really funny. Because you kind of called me on that. Like, oh, aren't you going to paint the, the cups, like, metal or copper or something? I'm like, no, no, no. They're made of wood. Like, I just knew that where she worked, those those mugs were made of wood. <laughs> I like that you went with the wooden mugs. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think it would have hurt it at all yeah. to have, like, a different color. I mean, but I, I kind of like the wooden mug thing. Yeah. That was kind of cool. Kind of makes me think that she's from a, a very rural tavern. Yeah. You know, maybe some, like, wayside inn. Yeah. They don't want to give them out the metal mugs because, like, you know, the minotaur yeah. dudes break them on their heads. <laughs> like, yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> they have, like, all these mugs just, like, pierced through their horns. They're like, I am the king of beer. <laughs> and, like, yeah, and, like, the wooden mugs would be, definitely be cheaper and stuff. Aren't wooden mugs more expensive usually? The, the metal mug? Metal, not or like, wait, what, not what, what's like in the, medieval times. What's the stuff? fancy term for a It's a stein. Stein. I mean, like, yeah. I don't know. I only see the ceramic ones. I've never seen a metal stein. Yeah, well, I mean, they they use them at Ren Fair and stuff because they have to be historically accurate, so um. I have seen them. And I've also seen wooden ones. But anyway, like, by God, those are wooden. And so, like, you know, I knew going in that those were not metal mugs, those were not copper mugs. No, those were wooden mugs. For some reason, I don't know, I had all this other planning done. But she's wearing an apron, and the apron just, you, I just, I had no idea. You spent so much time, like, thinking what color, because we, we had about ten paints. Yeah, we had ten paints. We went for the basic colors that we thought we were going to need, and a couple of little accents. And we're sitting there, and at first we're mixing stuff. At first we were afraid to mix any paints, because we were just kind of trying to stick with the basic colors. And you just sat there, like, what color do I want this apron to be? And you kept thinking, like, maybe I'll make it, like, a lighter blue, maybe I'll make it white, maybe I'll make it this, and, like, I think that the option you finally chose was pretty good. I think it worked out really well for you. Yeah, and that was just a, that was just a sheer function of the fact that I poured out a whole bunch of blue paint, and so, um, I just added some white and lightened the color they already had, so it, it coordinated with her dress without actually being the same color, so that was good. And so she's dark blue and light blue, and then with black sort of um, highlights, I guess. Like, her belt is black and her hairband is black. You did a lot with very few colors. Thanks. <laughs> you you struggled with the face. You spent I a lot did. of time working. Oh, you did a couple. Ver you did a couple 
a couple passes on the face. I did. Yeah, I redid the face multiple times. How many times did you do that face? Oh my god. Because people um, have said, like, they really like, like, a couple people have said they really like the face of that mini. Oh, So gosh. apparently the work paid off. I'd say that, um, I did the mouth about three times before I was satisfied with it, and the eyes five, and I'm still not entirely happy with one of the eyes. It, it's close enough that I was willing to be like, okay, she doesn't look like there's something horribly wrong. She doesn't have some, like, medieval eye disease. Yeah. I don't know. It's it's the Middle Ages. She's got, like, oh, she's got, like, an eye patch. Yeah, like, her eye's not running up into her hair or, you know. Yeah, I mean, so I, it took me quite a few tries. So the big challenges for that one were figuring out what color you want the apron to be and just the face. Yeah, the face. And I guess, um, there... Which, it's kind of funny because the belt that she has, the black belt, it originally mm -hmm. was supposed to be kind of a bodice with, with like, ties, with strings. Oh, like a corset kind yeah, of Yeah, like a corset kind of thing. And I just looked at that and went, oh no, <laughs> I'm never going to be able to get the paint tiny enough to do those little tiny strings. So I was just, I just kind of painted over and like, no, it's a belt, <laughs> you know? I like that. I like that you, you recognized that that might be a little advanced for yeah. you. Yeah. And you chose to do something else, and I guess you can always go back and, like, repaint it if you want to. But I kind of like that she's just got a belt. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't it's look It's simple. Weird. I mean, she's gonna be, like, she's some tavern woman. She's not, you know, gonna, maybe she doesn't want to spend hours lacing up her belt. bodice. Yeah, and yeah. She's like, she puts on her belt, and she goes to serve dwarves some ale. Yeah. And then, I think you need to have some stains on her dress. She's a very clean woman. Yeah, you, you kept she her is. very clean. I'm like... She should have some blood stains from where some dwarves got in a fist fight, knocked some teeth out, got blood on her, and she's like, This is me mother's apron. I'll kill ya! <laughs> or some beer, at least, or some stew or something, because, you know, that's what they always have at, at the end is What stew. kind of, when you can't get a name? Yeah, I know. She needs a name for her inn, and she needs a name for herself. If anybody has a name for my barmaid, if you look at her on the blog, feel free to suggest it, because I'm stuck right now. And but I still I think it should be Meg. No, it's not Meg, I'm telling you. I think it should be Meg. That's yeah. my vote. I'm going to set up a poll, and I'm going to put Meg as an option. Yeah, I I'm thinking that it needs to be some kind of precious stone name, but I haven't quite hit on the right stone yet. Amethyst. Yeah, it's not Amethyst, though. Uh, Opal. Opal. Yeah, I don't know. It's not quite that either. Ruby. But, yeah. but I'll get there. Like, like Ruby? No, not Ruby. But I'm going to look through like names of different stones and get something a little bit more obscure. What's a stone that you get drunk on? A stone that you get drunk on? Yeah, like, there's gotta be, like, some kind of, like, magic drinking stone. Like, you put this in your liquor, and it makes it... There's, like, the Philosopher's Stone. This is this is the Brewer's Stone. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Got, it unlocks the secret hidden flavor of liquor to make you... Oh, by the way, I don't drink, so... At all. I've never had a drink. Um, so I don't know if putting a rock in your drink would make it taste, but it probably wouldn't. No, I think you'd probably, like, you, you, especially if you didn't know it was in there, you'd, like, tilt it you'd back. you on it. Well, I, I think you would, like, hurt your teeth, you know? That's why, well, no, like, that's the legend of the Brewer's Stone. It makes a drink so good you die. But really, uh, they're just choking on these stones. There you go. And it's, like, a, a rock someone painted gold. And they're like, put this in your drink. And then they steal your stuff. Yeah. Your friend, you know, these dudes are like, I have the Brewer's Stone. And they're like, ah, and then some dude's like, I'm going to steal that. Yeah. And I'm going to have the best drink ever. They're like, no, we precious Brewer's Stone. <laughs> And then they just follow him out, and he chokes to death in the woods on a rock, and they take yeah. his stuff. There you go. Did you think there was any, like, big success for you with that one? Um, well, everybody keeps talking about how they like the lips. Well, yeah, but How they you, like the mouth. What's, um, what do you think, like, when you were like, yeah, this is... I like the mouth. I thought that was really good. And in general, I just think that 
with me, it's very strange. Mm-hmm. Like when I'm trying to pick up a skill or a hobby, immediately I either have some facility with it or I just don't. Yeah. If I don't, I'm just never going to pick that up. Like I can't explain why that happens. Um, it was like that for me with cooking. Like the first time I ever cooked anything, I was like, oh, I totally can do this, you yeah. know? And it was kind of like that. Like I know that I have, um, I have a way to go with it, mm-hmm. but I was still really happy. Like when I got home... I had a figure that I was like, yeah, I love this. You know, like, I'm really happy with this. I'd show this to anybody. The only bummer is that it's an NPC figure. It is. It's an NPC. Unless you're going to make a dwarf. I I said you could play that as a dwarf who just carries beers with her. I said she was cursed because she stole beer. So now she has to hold these mugs of beer forever. Oh, the other thing I love about that figure, particularly that had nothing to do with my painting of it. It just came that way. Mm -hmm. Um, I love the fact that she is not skinny. And I know, like, you kind of have the stereotype of, like, the heavier barmaid. But yeah. just the fact that there was any body diversity in Dungeons & Dragons minis at all is amazing. Well, keep in mind, they're not just specifically Dungeons & Dragons. Right. But, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, like, it just amazed me that they thought to include somebody that wasn't... Non-stereotypically. Yeah. Like, you know, little tiny-waisted... Big Big-haired. Yeah. Low-cut. Yeah. Leather jacket-wearing... Yeah, I mean, like, that woman exists in real life, as far yeah, as I'm absolutely. concerned. Like, you I'm know, sure you could find that woman, like, in a tavern or, you know... Working in a bar right now. Today. Yeah. And certainly in any campaign. You also painted some, like... You painted that shield. I painted a shield. We had, we had a bunch... I have a bunch of these um, skeleton minis that I bought. And I decided to prime those up and just kind of, like, give us something to mess with. Because I don't care about them. If they get messed up, whatever. And you painted a shield. I did. How do you feel that one? I actually really liked my shield. Um, yeah. I picked one of the simpler shields because I wanted to start out easily. Mm-hmm. And I did it pretty much, well, it was copper colored and um, brown, so I guess it was kind of wood. And then mm-hmm. it had some little, like, um, metallic bits. Like, it looked like it had, like, little nails in it and stuff. It was challenging because it was detailed. But again, when I put that shield down to dry, I was like, I'm perfectly happy with that. Like, yeah. that's that was... You know, and I'm not, like, unrealistic about my skill level. I know I'm a beginner. I you did a good job with that shield. I, I didn't feel like I'm ashamed to show this to anybody, because I'm, I'm not going to be able to show my work to anybody for a year until I figure out what I'm doing, you know? Yeah, I think you chose... I, I, you did a good job with the shield, and you did a good job with your, your barmaid. I would put that against anything that I've seen. Yeah? Like, like both things? But, I mean, the shield, it's harder to tell, because it's not a, a complete thing. Yeah. But... You did a good job with the shield. I'm really pleased with the way that turned out. And I would put that barbaid against... If if I saw that on the shelf in a store, I wouldn't be, like, horrified. Yeah. You know, I wouldn't I wouldn't question that, like, that looks like someone painted it. I mean, it's, you know, it's a good, solid mini. Yeah. It has personality, and it looks like somebody took some time and effort to paint it. It took you about three and a half hours? Yeah, I'd say that's about right. Three and a half hours. Yeah, we were there for, like, three and a half hours. Um, well, I guess I did a shield first, so... Well, yeah, but... But more or less, yeah. More or less three and a half hours. All right. So, I painted a Mimic, because I saw this Mimic, this figure for the Mimic, and I thought that was really cool. I think a Mimic is a fun creature, because it's like... For those who don't know, a Mimic is a creature that takes on the appearance of something usually inanimate, like a treasure chest, and adventurers will walk up to it, and they think, oh, man, a treasure chest, I'm going to open this up, and there's going to be gold or jewels or maybe a magic dagger who knows could be anything in here and then they go to open it 
And then it is it turns into this big gaping mouth and arms pop out of the side and it just tries to like bite your head off or just swallow people whole. It's kind of a clever little sneaky horrible thing. Yeah. But it's kind of funny. It's kind of you kept saying it's the luggage from the Terry it Pratchett. It really looks like the luggage from Discworld. Like extremely. It does kind of. It looks like the luggage's evil cousin. Yeah. The the baggage. Yeah. It's the baggage. <laughs> Cuz it's like bad and uh, like baggage. baggage. Yeah. Is the baggage. But anyway, um, I decided to go with that one mostly because I really liked, I liked the idea of painting something that was kind of an object, but also kind of a creature. It kind of, I, I like the idea of blending those two different, because you paint, you know, I figure you got to paint a creature differently than you paint an object. So it kind of had the chance to like blend different textures and different colors and just, it had a lot of like little details, but there wasn't anything too tiny that I was worried about getting into. The hardest part of painting that thing was that skull that's inside of its mouth. Yeah. I painted it, and then I'm painting this big pink tongue that's like lolling out between all these jagged teeth. Yeah. And like, I'm like, oh man, I got some. I covered up my the skull with the, that pink, and I had to go in and paint it over again. Yeah. And get all the little. But I think it worked fairly well. I like the parts of it. Like I had. I like the parts of it that the the trunk part. I think like I managed to make it look like I think I managed to make it a pretty clear example of what it is. It's a. I think people will get. Oh, it's a mimic. I see that it's got like all the the back is the trunk, and you know it's got the mouth. It's not like what is this? You did such a weird job painting this. I can't tell what the heck it's supposed to be. Right. So I was I was pretty pleased with how that went, and especially considering the last time I painted anything, it I was like ten years old. Yeah. And. I think I gave up like 20 minutes into it because it was just so frustrating. And this was before the internet had really caught on and there wasn't much. And I was in a rural air, a rural town and there wasn't a lot of nerd community to be like, Oh, this is what you have to do. I think I was just painting right on the minis after yeah. I put, after I busted them out of the, the box. Mm-hmm. So I think that might have hurt it. And I had no idea what I was doing. Yeah. And it was pretty awful. And I was just like, this is horrible. Yeah. And, and, I gotta say, I'm a big fan of the super tiny paintbrush. Like, I got... We bought four, we bought five paintbrushes. Yeah, we bought five paintbrushes, and I used the tiniest one almost for everything. And I spent some of my time thinking, like, you know what? I could use an even tinier paintbrush. Like, I'd be happier doing these eyes if I had an even smaller paintbrush than this. And that was the tiniest one we had. That's comfort level. Yeah. I think you're comfortable with the small brush because you're new and you feel that's what you need, and that's fine. Do you think, now, again, just to stress this, this is our first serious attempt at painting. Minis, yeah. Minis. Do you feel that, like, okay, so your first your first mini's painted. Right. Do you want to continue doing this? I do. I definitely do. And again, that's such a relief, because I was so afraid that we were going to, you know, get all the stuff to get into it, and I was just like, oh, it's tiny, it's frustrating, and I hate it. And I don't feel that way at all. So why? Why do you feel that way? Um, I mean, why do you feel like this is something I want to continue doing? Because, like, first of all, the whole time I was doing it, it was incredibly relaxing. I wasn't, like, I mean, there were times, things that I had to do multiple times, but I wasn't mad about it. I wasn't frustrated about it. Mm-hmm. And then when it was done, I looked at that and I was just like, I made this and I have such a connection to this, to this um, character now. You know, she's a person to me. And even though this is, she's meant to be an NPC, I can almost see 
playing her because you know you could play her you you could play that character yeah i'm sure you could figure out some way to play a barmaid turned adventurer that wouldn't even be hard yeah but you know i mean i could like i can see why people get so emotionally attached to these minis because i mean you completely make it the way it is in your mind and she has and she has a little story now and i know where she works and you know i'm I'm really glad that you feel that way because um i i liked doing it too i i enjoyed painting and it's nice to have it's always nice to get minis it's really cool to be able to be like i painted this i made this thing i mean i didn't make the mini obviously but i i took this thing that was unpainted and it was a very nice mini and i i made the decisions of i want this to be brown i want the the trim of this treasure chest to be like copper instead of like maybe silver or that it's it's a nice feeling to actually make something it's nice to make a thing i know right yeah no i'm all about that like i'm all about like the more things that you create while you're here on this earth like the better off you are and you know the better off you are spiritually and as a person you know because you're you're not sitting around like consuming things that other people do for you like you're you're creating new things you're creating new you're you're making new things yeah so since we're both new, I want I want to get your what's one tip you have for people who are kind of in the same boat as us. Like you're starting off, this is your first mini. Don't do this, or make sure you do X. Um, make sure that you look at the mini that you are thinking about buying, and choose something that doesn't have just like insane, horrifying amounts of detail. Like my scribe. Like my scribe, and I'm deliberately, even though I like her the best, I think she's fantastic. I'm deliberately leave, leaving her until absolute last because she's going to be the hardest. And if there's ever going to be one that I'm just going to want to tear my hair out, it's going to be her. Um, I guess the other thing that I learned today is don't be afraid to do it over. Like, yeah. you can. You know, it's a very forgiving medium. And if you... And it's such a weird... It's weird because you think you mess it up. You go outside the lines and you, I, the first couple times I did it, I kind of freaked out. I was like, oh, God, I went and I got, like copper where it's supposed to be brown oh no it's gonna it's ruined now i'm like so and then like two and a half hours in i'm like oh sugar oh well i'm brown now yeah i'll paint that over in a minute i was amazed by how much like even the paler colors like even the skin tone like if you messed up and like i got hair where the face should be like i just painted right over it with a skin tone and you'd never know yeah you could no, you wouldn't know unless I told you that like you know there was brown paint under there. Did you have any big like, oh God, what did I do? There was a couple times when I was just like, and it was so funny because like I started with the dress because it was big mm-hmm. and it was the biggest thing, and I was like, oh, this is easy, this is so easy, you know, this is so much fun. And then like as I got more into the details, there were definitely a few times, and I'll tell you what, man, that eye drove me crazy your eye starts twitching like no i had like one eye that i did on her that was perfectly fine no i'm saying like as you're doing her eye your eye starts twitching twitching. like the same eye like sympathy uh... yeah in sympathy yeah and then it didn't help that we ended up having like a couple people sit at our table that just felt compelled to shake the table at the worst possible moment for the majority of the time that we were there it was me you and Lindsay. yeah and it was quite nice because we listened to emerald rose and, you know, if you don't know Emerald Rose, they're a nice nerd band. They have a song called uh, Never Split the Party. Go listen to it. It's really good. Yeah. There are some cool videos. We just kind of sat doing our thing and talking about Dungeons and & Dragons and Star Wars and all kinds of nerdy stuff and art in general. And um, then these two people show up, and that's fine. 
you know, they they were they were fine sitting at the end of the ta- other end of the table, and we're all doing our little projects, and one of them starts sanding her stuff. Yeah. And it's just like, oh my god. And she's shaking the table insanely. Yeah. And I just kept looking over and seeing you be like... (sighs) Yeah. Because, I mean, she made me mess up. I mean, like, that eye looked like there was something... She was possessed or something. It was, like, you know, freakishly larger than the other one. And it was because she kept bumping the table at the worst possible second. And finally, Lindsay saw that I was like, rage is looted. And so she brought over a stool and she was like, paint on the stool, don't paint on the table. And so that was what I did. And that was how I finished it. But yeah, I mean, I guess those are the two things I would say is like, number one, make sure you're not picking something that's ridiculously complicated, but also don't be afraid to mess up. You can fix it. So you're big. So you're just to reiterate your suggestions, pick something to your skill level. Yes. Don't be afraid to challenge yourself. And don't be afraid to fix your mistakes. Don't be afraid to make mistakes right. because you can fix them. Yeah. Oh, no, I've got one more thing, actually. Okay, what's your... You know, you kept kind of being like, oh, you should paint a, you know, you should paint a skeleton or a shield because it's easier. And, like, you know, that was okay. And I think my shield turned out okay. Mm-hmm. But I think that the reason I was able to kind of push myself a little bit with something with a little bit more detail is because I cared about that thing. You wanted it to be good. I wanted it to be good, and I wanted to paint it. So make sure, above all, that you pick something that you actually feel a real connection to, that you really like. I wonder, because I know some people who have been doing this for a long time will just paint a ton of stuff. Like, you know, all their friends are like, well, you paint our minis for us. And I guess there's that connection of, like, these are my friends' yeah. miniatures. These are my friends' characters, and I want them to be good. So I guess you have that connection, and maybe, like, they've told you what the characters so you're imagining, like, this is Wildor, the... <laughs> the wild. The wild barbarian of the West. Yeah. And he's going to be this big hulking goliath and he's gonna have i'm gonna give him this crazy tattoo and this is gonna and you've talked about all these things so you want it to be good but if you're just painting tons of minis do you do you think some people just care about every individual one or do you think some people are just like i'm just really good at this and i can do it i'm sure that there are some people that are like that especially if they're getting paid to do it but i have a couple of friends one in particular john yeah john the other john in my life um who he just like he's done a lot of them and they kind of take over his apartment like he's got so many yeah but i mean i know that he cares about every single one of them like he probably he's probably named them to be honest with you like they all have a story for him you know give me some you have to ask him i could use some minotaurs um i need some minotaurs for my campaign i actually felt a little bit bad because Lindsay painted a vampire for us i actually Mm -hmm. felt a little bit bad taking it I felt like, you know, I almost wanted to give it to her and be like, I would have given it to her if she asked for it, but it seemed like she kind of wanted to give it away. To give it away because we brought it and we let her use the paints. And, you know, I think she was just really happy to get to do that. Yeah. Because I think that's the kind of thing. I think painting a mini is something that you have to have someone either give you the opportunity to do or you have to have that final, like, I'm just going to do this. We're just going to throw caution to the wind throw the money out the window maybe and see what it works yeah um my tip is and this is probably really obvious make sure when you start to paint and every time you put paint down you shake those little bottles of the paint yeah because the first couple of like time i I wasn't paying attention because i was getting everything set up and jade's pouring paints into our little palettes and she's getting all this water and she's like this paint's kind of watery i'm like well it's an acrylic paint it's going to be a little watery and i wasn't looking and then I look at her paint, I'm like, that's nothing but, like, liquid. Right. There's, like, no, there's no color to it almost. And she's like, and it's like, it's because I hadn't shaken the paints. So, 
make sure you shake the paint. By God, shake the paint. Shake it. If you haven't used it in a while and you need more, shake it again. And tr- and, be, and use a reasonable amount of the paint. It's really, they're very small bottles and it's easy. They, and they'll come out quick. I'm used to using a little amount of paint. I use a little bit because I'll, I'll change my mind about a color. And I had a lot of little colors. You had a lot of big colors. Yeah. You had yeah. a lot of like big, you needed a lot of blue because you're just like blue, 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 blue. Yeah. And then I ended up doing the apron blue too. So I, you know, I, I used, I was kind of afraid that I wasn't going to use most of what I poured out because mm-hmm. I just made, poured out so much blue, but you know, I think by adapting the other part of the outfit to that color, you know, mixed up with some other things, then that that kind of saved me from wasting a lot of paint. I want to do a, I want to paint some minotaurs. Did you get any minotaurs? No, I fit for for the campaign I'm running now for Dungeons and Dragons. Eventually, I think they're going to end up going south where the minotaurs are. Yeah. Or I know I'm going to introduce the, the these minotaurs eventually, just because I liked. The idea. I, I like minotaurs. I think they're an interesting race, and I just think it's a cool mini to have because people are like, "Oh, a minotaur!" A mini minotaur. A mini minotaur. I'm I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Um, I think that it was. I think everything worked out because you actually, you know, we walk in and we meet someone who plays Dungeons and Dragons who understands. Yeah, that was it strange. And is excited about it, and is really she was very encouraging to you, and and to me. Yes, yeah. you know. I think you need that. I think you need someone to say what you're doing is worthwhile and good. Yeah. Even yeah. if it's like, well, you can make this better by doing X, Y, Z. Of course, it's the first time I've done this. I'm not right. expecting to be like, I'm the king of miniatures. Yeah. But. Oh, and then um, we even had some kids come in to pick up stuff that they'd done at, an, at a previous date. And even they were like, oh, what are you doing? That's so interesting looking, you know? Kids like minis. Yeah, apparently so. Everyone likes minis. But, yeah. Even if you you don't play Dungeons & Dragons, if you put minis out, people will stop and pick them up and start playing with them. Yeah. They like them. I I don't know if it's, like, because people just like playing with little figures. there's, There's something in people's heads that, like, minis should be played with. Yeah. And they're interesting and cool. And then you're like, what is this for? It's like, oh, that's for Dungeons & Dragons. They might be like, oh, Dungeons & Dragons, that that game. That, you know, yeah. I enjoy doing it. I'm going to do it again. Yeah, definitely. I think this is going to be a hobby that we continue to do. And it's nice that we can do it together. It's it's hard to find hobbies that you can do at the same time. And, you know, it's like it'd be nice to kind of just like, you know, maybe turn on a CD or just turn on Game of Thrones and ignore it and paint minis for like three yeah, hours. Yeah. But, you know, every once in a while. Man, Game of Thrones is cool. Yeah. I'm going to go back to painting my mini now. <laughs> I don't know. I'd, be, I'd almost be afraid that I'd be too influenced by it, you know? By Game of Thrones? Yeah. Well, like, see, that's why you have to, like, you know, you can't paint anything that is related to Game of Thrones. Or looks anything like it either. You have to paint, like, you know, today I'm going to be painting dragons. Or you could paint, well, there are dragons in Game of Thrones. But, well, yeah. Yeah, but not for, like, the first entire season, practically. Yeah. Um, or you could just do something where it doesn't matter if you're influenced. You could paint a bunch of horses, you know, because, like, heck, if Game of Thrones influences your horse, that's probably better. Do you remember the horse that Gandalf had from, uh, the Lord of the Rings movies? Shadowfax? Yeah, Shadowfax. Yeah. Like, the king of horses. Yeah. That was always... This is totally away from the miniature thing, but I'm gonna go with it because I like the idea of it, so if you'll stick with me. I loved Shadowfax. I thought Shadowfax was such a cool idea that he's the king of horses... Mm-hmm. And I want to paint a Shadowfax mini, so I'm going to go find a horse. Yeah. And I'm going to make him the king of horses. Okay. 
It may not be shadow facts. I might make him like a different color or do something depending on what minis I can find. Yeah. Because like, there's probably there's probably a decent number of horse miniatures out there. But yeah. It might be hard to find one that I like. The descendant of shadow facts. I like when the natural world has things in it where it's like he's the king of horses. He is the the highest. You know, there's not like I don't think horses have like, you know. Chambermaids and high, you know, (laughs) but like Shadow Faxes just comes running up, and there's these other horses, and it was just a cool scene. And I always that's one of the things I liked about Gandalf was he was a wizard, and in fiction, wizards are always portrayed as kind of being I am the master of the elements, yeah, I command them. And Gandalf was always kind of a little different, you know, like it starts raining in The Hobbit, and the dwarves like, Can you make it stop raining? and Gandalf's like, It's raining. It, it is going to rain until it stops raining. Yeah. If you wish for it to stop, you should find another, find yourself another wizard. Yeah. And I just, I love the idea that he's like, I don't just change things in the world because it's inconvenient to me. Yeah. And that's a cool character. Yeah. I think that's what wizards should be. I don't think wizards should always seek to just control every the world around them just because they can. I think that they should kind of try to find a balance between things and use their knowledge to help the world and not to force it into the shape they wish it was. Well, I mean, that was sort of one of the things that defined whether you are good or evil or neutral is the degree to which you're willing to influence big things just for your whim. I just thought that was interesting. And I like Shadow Facts. Sorry. I, I felt the need to be like, oh man, Shadow Facts. And he's like, he whistles and, you know, Gandalf had like, he was friends with Shadow Facts, his friends with the hawks or the yep. eagles the eagles the eagles yeah. and i don't know man he gandalf had, is kind of a druid in a way yeah he has all these animal companions true there was no king of dogs not that we know of anyway. not that we know of i mean like king of hounds yeah the king of the hounds the lord of the hounds lord of the hounds you know well i think that i think that sounds like a little uh tangent for you to write about or something the lord of the hounds yeah you could put it in a game okay Okay, so back to minis for a sec. You you had a positive experience. What would you, for your first experience of painting a mini, what would you rate your experience? Mm. What would you rate the hobby of painting minis? Minis. Uh, well, uh, do you have a range for no, me? No, do whatever you want. I think that from 1 to 10, I'd probably give it an 8. So Why an 8? Pretty high. Is that is that just your experience today or the hobby in general? Uh, I would... Well, I mean, I've only really had, I haven't had a lot of experience with it, mm-hmm. but, um, you know, based on what I've done so far, yeah, I definitely give it an eight. Um, it was really enjoyable. I think I was hampered a little bit because the, the nature of starting out means there was just equipment and there were just colors and stuff that you just plain don't have. Yeah. And so I really kind of felt that, you know, the longer... I did this. Well, not only would I get better at it, and it would be there would be things that would frustrate me less, but I also just have more stuff to pick from. Like I wouldn't have to like rack my brain trying to figure out what color to paint the apron because I'd have you know infinite choices. But that comes with its own difficulties too, because like you have too many choices and you can't figure it out. But I still think it's funny that we ended up with a mimic, a vampire, and a barmaid. Yeah. That's the weirdest party ever. Well, it's also like a joke, you know, like a, a mimic and a vampire walk into a bar. A mimic, a vampire, and a barmaid walk into a bar. Yeah. I can't think of a joke with that. Yeah, I know. I just get the image of, like, the, this this vampire bit this trunk. Yeah. And it's become a mimic. That's how mimics are made. Yeah, vampires bite a vampire trunk. Vampire bites a trunk. If a vampire bites an inanimate object. No, if a vampire bites a trunk, specifically, you get a mimic. Yeah. And that's how mimics are made. 
and he bit it, and then it's like, feed me. And they go to the bar, the barman's like, get out of here. Yeah, we like, came to drink. Here. Yeah. Oh, we don't serve your kind. They're racist against vampires or against mimics or uh, both. I don't know. I th- I would think that like you know, you guys are like abominations and stuff. That's that's some scary you stuff. Have money. There. Yeah. They can make them like eat in the alleyway outside. <laughs> have like a special scary scary creatures area. That's so cool. There's like a there's like a dirty alley behind the tavern where all the the monsters like all the gnolls and minotaurs and goblins and stuff have to drink. Yeah, yeah. And all the dude, I want I want them to run in and just like tear that place up. That place is needs to burn. Yeah. That's racism, and that's never cool. Seriously, that that I kind of like want to be like back like. We will stand up for your rights. This isn't fair. You shouldn't have to drink back here. Yeah. You have rights just like the adventurers. <laughs> that's how the monstrous and that's how the monstrous player character was born. Like we do have rights. Yeah. I mean for what it's worth though, um, you know, I don't even think that she would be saying that of her own free will. I think that would just be like what the person that hired her told her she had to say. I I think I, I would rate this a four out of four. Yeah. Um, I was really nervous about doing this because I'm very similar to you. I get frustrated with things that are just beyond my ability. And I really wanted this to go well because I wanted it to be something we could do together. And it seemed fun. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the end result. I enjoyed the process. And I think it's something that we can continue doing for a long time. Potentially, you know, forever. Um, If you're interested in seeing the minis we painted today, there are pictures of them on the blog. Again, the address for the blog is http colon slash slash trulyoutofcharacter.wordpress.com And we'll put that poll up there to see what the name for Jade's barmaid should be. Yeah. Because I don't think we can just keep calling yeah, her barmaid. Yeah, we need help. And I need to know what the inn is, too, for that matter. But Well, you could put her at the inn in my campaign. She could work at the Thornberry. The Thornberry? Or the Twisted Nail. Okay. Yeah, I think those would be okay. You could put her at the worst inn ever from the Penny Arcade game. Okay. The painted unicorn. Or no, oh. the silver unicorn. I forget. It's either the painted or the silver unicorn. It's the, it's the silver unicorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just, you know I have a thing against unicorn. Go out and paint some minis. Go out and paint some minis, yeah. Go, I mean, like, go buy, like, four paints, a paintbrush, and, you know, one mini, and, you know, give it a shot. If you like it, keep doing it. Just put some money into it, and, you know, it can be a fun hobby. Next time we do a podcast, I promise it will have nothing to do with miniatures. We might say we like them again, um, but we aren't going to do any more podcasts about miniatures for a while. We're going to move to a game. Thanks for listening, and I hope you guys enjoyed this as much as we enjoyed painting our minis today. We'll keep putting the pictures of the minis up in the blog, whether or not we talk about it. So you I'm sure if we're painting a mini, we'll talk about like for a minute, like, I painted this mini today. It was really fun. But... Yeah, but we're not going to focus on it so much anymore. At least not for a while. Right. Until I paint my big giant woman. Well, yeah. Then okay. we're going to do like, stuff. So. Thanks for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed the podcast, and we will be back soon. Bye.